This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Sportsbet BS Hotline, state your emergency. Yeah, it's me partner's group. Me mate Dave, I reckon he bought in. Okay, oh. hang up now. What? And join Sportsbet's Bet With Mates. It's group betting without all the BS. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Berwick BMW has a range of re-owned vehicles ready for immediate delivery. BerwickBMW.com.au. Robot building supplies helping you get the right products for the job at a better price. Sonos. Game-changing sound this festive season. Save now on ready-made speaker sets. The Run Home with Andy and Gazy. A radio station like this, Gazy, one thing you discover on the way through is how many organisations there are who are dedicating themselves or certainly lending a hand to men's health, yes. whether it be men's physical health or men's mental health. And Brumby's Bakery are proudly supporting Movember, which is one of the real frontline um, activations for men to stop and think and you know help one another and certainly help yourself when it comes to your men's health. This Movember at Brumby's, uh, they're encouraging you to break bread with a mate and have a conversation. Brumby's Bakery proudly supporting Movember. Tom Boyd has become... A, a real kind of leader in this space, uh, young man, ex number one draft pick, premiership player, high profile experience in the game, had some challenges from a mental health perspective through it all. He's written a book that was released a couple of months ago, Nowhere to Hide, a memoir of football, mental health and resilience. He's been good enough to join us on the show to have a chat about the book and his experience and how important a month like this is. Um, big fella, thanks for joining us on the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Hey, um, one of the things that you know, things like Movember and you know, and Brum and a whole lot of people are trying to this encouragement to ha- talk to someone, to find someone, talk. When you first became aware, even if you weren't able to put a finger on it, but starting to become aware of the fact that you were having a bit of a battle, did you find it easy to have that first conversation while you were still playing the game? Oh, certainly not. I mean, if I think back to my first real symptoms, I suppose, in 2014, we were in a space um, with regards to society that was vastly different uh, to the landscape we find ourselves in now with regards to mental health. And I think for me, you know, the first thing that was the challenge was that I didn't really understand what was going on. And I think that's why the education and awareness piece is so big, right? Because at least if you can identify issues within your own life and perhaps in the people that you, you know, love and care about's life, you can begin to treat the issues effectively. Um, but, yeah, it certainly was quite challenging for me in the first instances in particular. Hey, Tom, we see so much of it these days and, uh, and, and it's, there's kind of like this scale of, of how people can be affected. Uh, Andy and I have been around a long time and we're obviously a lot older than you, but we never used to have these conversations no. or talk about it no. previously. Do you think that it's just we we just didn't accept it, there are other issues, or is there more of it now? Is there more uh, significant mental health issues these days than perhaps there were previously? Yeah, it's funny, Casey. I mean, my dad's probably a bit older than both of you, I would imagine, but I've had this conversation with him before, and he said, oh, I was just not around when we were kids. And, you know, then I said to Dad, what about all your mates who, you know, have had challenges over the years? And he goes, oh, that's a good point. Mm. And, you know, I think one of the... Um, the undeniable challenges of pushing forward in a, in a topic like this is that once advocacy and awareness and all of these wonderful first steps take place, there's almost like 
uh, a stage of discovery where the um, you know the iceberg that hides under the water is is discovered, and you start dealing with the fact that this issue is is quite significant. But I would also say that you know we've had a pretty rough few years uh, mm. as a globe, um, and you know obviously there's been challenges within Australia in particular, and I think. You know, that amongst the other things that, you know, particularly are putting pressure, I suppose, on young people like social media and all of the, the many things that you can sort of get attached and led astray with um, do exacerbate the issues in part. But, you know, I would suggest that if there is a there is a relatively consistent level of mental challenges that have been experienced over the years. Perhaps they just weren't um, dealt with or treated in the same way they are today. And for me, and I've had four kids come through, they're, they're, they're a bit older now, but going through it, uh, to me, the biggest issue we face these days is social media and the impact that it has and can have a, a real detrimental impact on mental health. Is there a... A theory, a something that you can provide uh, youngsters or, or even those that are a bit older on how to deal with those things. Yeah, look, I, I've you know answered this question a number of times, yeah. and I think over the years my answers probably changed a little bit. Where you know, in my experience, I basically did the whole you know get off the platforms, but then you know in a in a way it is part of your role as a footballer and as a public person to promote the the things that you're a part of, and obviously there's an ability to earn income, but. For the, for the average person, and particularly young people, I think we just need to be really honest with ourselves as to what the platforms that we're participating in actually are. If you're going onto Instagram to try and, you know, feel better about your own life, that's probably a mistake because no one's putting up the sort of reality of waking up with an eight-month-old like I am. Mm. You're always putting up the happy photos. So um, that, you know, and you go to Twitter and it's a, it's a mess of negativity because, you know, expressing yourself in 140 characters isn't particularly easy. Um, mm. And I think... Just knowing that that is the reality of what you're walking into is an important thing to, to recognise because um, at the end of the day, you know, I, I go on Twitter um, every now and again. I know what I'm signing up for. I know when to turn it off and likewise with Instagram and the other platforms as well. But at the end of the day, it's like anything, you know, it's all about moderation and understanding the, the landscape that you're participating in, I think. Mm. There's no one size fits all here, Tom, and this mm. is to you too, gazing on. But, but how best do we deal with this with our kids as a parent, what's the, like in a perfect world, yeah. my kids are 12, 11, eight, and I'd rather them not have iPads and not have fun. <laughs> I, I wish they didn't have access to any of that stuff. I wish they just did it the old fashioned way, days, but you yeah. can't, it's impossible, Tom. So oh, you don't want to, you don't want to be, you don't want to be creating a wedge between yourself and your kids by taking a hard line with this sort of stuff. But also you want to, um, you know, be careful and mindful of what they're experiencing. I've got no idea what the best way of handling this is. Yeah, it's a funny one. So, you know, at a month old, my daughter would turn her head to find a screen. Yeah. Like, that's how early it's it's so captivating for the young mind and the young eyes. And, you know, Anna and I, my fiance, are very, um, you know, very careful with screens around her because, quite frankly, she won't participate in life if there's a screen to watch. So, um, that's just for the kid of, you know, only just under eight months. But, I think for me, um, you know, likewise with anything that we do with our kids growing up, my principles will be that, you know, if I was teaching them to ride a bike, I'd ride it with training wheels first and then I'd participate with riding with them. I'd teach them about road safety and wearing the right safety equipment and all that sort of stuff. And I think fundamentally the principle behind the usage of um, social media has to be the same, which is you've got to crawl before you can walk and you've got to walk before you can run. And 
the education surrounding the dangers that are present within these platforms, I think undeniably has to be a part of the conversation with our children. And how we've got the, uh, the, the national draft coming up and with your experiences, uh, what can, how can you provide some advice to arm these young kids that are going into the AFL system to help them with this specific issue? Uh, I think that, you know, I think that the great challenge of being a high pick in particular is that 99.9% of the feedback that these draftees who are going into the draft, what is it, next Monday, have experienced so far is being positive. Because, you know, the media in general aren't in the game, I suppose, of criticising 17-year-olds who are trying to live out their AFL dream. But once you do arrive at a footy club and the season, uh, and their first season in particular, progresses, the criticism will come to some of these people. And we, we've seen that over the course of definitely my career, but also many careers since. And I think it's just being frank with themselves about the the um, overall um, net attention that they're going to receive in most cases is going to lean towards the negative space because that's just what social media does. So yep. I think just being you know aware of what's going to happen next and, and aware that the most important voices are the ones that will be standing in front of them, whether it be their coaches, their family and their friends. and not to get too caught up in the good or the bad that comes with the, the social media platforms. Tom, a lot of really good advice in all of that, mate. Um, I haven't read the book yet, but Nowhere to Hide, a memoir of football, mental health and resilience. Uh, your book was released early this year. I suspect there might be a bit in there. Thanks for joining us and um, thanks for being um, doing all the good work that you're doing in this space. Uh, we appreciate your time. Thanks for having us, guys. Bye. Tom, Tom and I'm one drop pick. Don't forget, Movember, we're getting towards the end of it. Head to Brumby's. Break, bed with them. Break bread with them, mate. Have a conversation. Brumby's Bakery, proudly supporting Movember.